Hello and welcome to the Working While Homeschooling podcast, the podcast for workingwhilehomeschooling.com, where our mission is to help homeschooling parents make money, maybe even have a career, while continuing to homeschool and without losing their sanity. My name is Julie and I am your host and resident career coach today. I want to thank you all for joining us and listening in. I hope you're all doing well. On this episode today, we'll be speaking to Melissa, a nurse practitioner whose husband is retired Navy and is now in an apprenticeship in the shipyard and has two twin 11-year-old boys. So Melissa, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Julie. Um, I am a nurse practitioner. I have been a nurse practitioner for five years. I am married and I have uh, twin 11-year-old boys. Um, I've been married to my husband, Wyatt, for about 23 years. Um, He is retired Navy and now works at the shipyard. So we both work uh, full-time. And then my sons are Grayson and Trenton. um, And um, they are a lot of energy. (laughs) They have, uh, they, we wish we could siphon it from them sometimes. Um, But uh, Grayson um, is the oldest of the two twins. They are three hours apart, which fascinates everyone. Um, But Grayson's the oldest one and he is, uh, he has autism. um, So he has some various learning needs, um, but is very high functioning. He's a wonderful kiddo, very social. And then Trenton is his brother. Um, Trenton has Tourette's syndrome, obsessive compulsive disorder, and ADHD. Um, so both of them are just a lot of fun. Um, we live in Suffolk, Virginia, and uh, we're pretty involved. We are involved with our church, and my boys are also involved in Cub Scouts. Um, they go to youth group through church. They're in chorus through church. Um, so we're a pretty involved family. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, Tell us about your work and how did you decide to go into nursing? And if someone else was kind of thinking to become a nurse practitioner, um, kind of what would you suggest for them or what advice would you give them? Sure. Well, I started out as a labor and delivery nurse. Um, So I graduated nursing school. um, I think it was, oh gosh, I have to really think about this now. um, 2004. So all in all, been in the medical field for about 14, going on 15 years. Prior to becoming a nurse, I was a medical assistant for several years. Um, So I went to nursing school, um, and I specifically went to nursing school to get into obstetrics. I knew I wanted to be a labor and delivery nurse. I loved everything about labor and delivery. I loved the the relationship that you developed with the, the moms and dads during the whole labor process, and I loved watching babies being born, and I just loved everything about it. So I went to nursing school and then through nursing, uh, after nursing school, um, I got my bachelor's degree and then I got my master's degree. So I kind of did it the long way where I did associates, then bachelor's and then master's. Um, so I was a labor and delivery nurse for about nine, 10 years and decided I was at a crossroads if I wanted to become a nurse midwife or if I wanted to become a nurse practitioner. Um, so at that time, my babies were about a year old. Um, and so... I didn't want so much to be called in the middle of the night for deliveries because um, many practices use it, they use their midwives for middle of the night types of things. Um, and so with young children, I didn't think that could be, I didn't think that would be possible. Um, so I went down the nurse practitioner route um, and I was glad that I did. There are some days where it's like, oh, maybe I could 
double board, you know, and, and go back to being a midwife or go, you know, go back to school to be a midwife. And some days I still think that that might be possible in the future. Um, so became a nurse practitioner. I worked private practice uh, for about two years. And now I work um, for the Navy. I'm a contract nurse practitioner um, through Naval Medical Center Portsmouth in Portsmouth, Virginia. So I work with active duty and their dependents. And I'm still just specialized in women's health. So I still kept the OBGYN route. So I just see women. Um, I do not see men or children, see adolescents and teens sometimes. Um, but 80% of my patients are obstetric patients. So I do the prenatal care. Um, I I'll do a lot of teaching, especially to new moms. Um, they go, they have their babies, and then they'll come back to me usually for their six-week postpartum visit. So unfortunately, I don't get to share in the birth of the babies, but I do get to see them after. And I always tell them, you know, make sure you bring the babies. It's really the only time that I get to see them when they're six weeks old. Um, so I, I really enjoy the medical field. Um, I, you know, like I said, I just enjoy the relationship with the patients. Um, I love, I love new moms and I love the transition of them, you know, being pregnant and anxious and then, you know, bringing their babies in as new moms. I just, I, I love their postpartum visit just to be able, you know, to see them in that new role. Awesome. So how does that work with homeschooling? Like how, how do you, what is the schedule like for you guys? Um, it is very non-traditional. <laughs> Um, I, I go to church with many friends who homeschool and, you know, their homeschool is a typical get up at eight in the morning and they finish up by 12 or one. But um, with having, you know, with both my husband and I working, um, our homeschool day typically starts around the time that my husband gets home, which is about three o'clock. Usually he feeds the boys dinner um, and then they get started on school shortly thereafter. Um, so I work 10 hour days. So I, I work from seven to five thirty. So I get home about six o'clock. And usually when I get home, my husband and the boys are at the, we have a schoolroom that we've um, made in the front. It used to be our formal living room, but now it's a classroom. And usually my husband and the boys are already at the table, um, you know, steadily working. You know, he's trying to keep them both going forward with, you know, whatever lessons they're on at that time. Um, so I hurry up and kind of grab something to eat real quick. So we don't have, some nights we'll have family dinners where we all get to sit down, but usually during the, during the throws of it in the middle of the week or, you know, Monday through Thursday. Um, it's typically get home, eat, eat whatever you can, and then get to the classroom so we can do schoolwork. So school's typically done around 7 30, 8 o'clock, just depending. There are nights where, especially if I've seen, you know, 23, 24 patients and, you know, why it's been on a ship all day, you know, we're like, okay, by 6 30, 7 o'clock, we're done. We're like, hey, you know, we could just <laughs> carry this over to the next day. We're done for the night. <laughs> we're tired. It's, it's been a long day, you know, right. and the boys yeah. are tired and they're mentally not moving as fast as we need them to. So it's like, okay, we're done. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, and I know that you mentioned yesterday that you're, you don't work Fridays. That was your off day? Yes, yes. So my schedule is arranged in such a way where I work 10-hour days, Monday through Thursday, right. and then I have off on Fridays. And so we use Fridays as kind of what we call a little field trip day. So we, we school either Sunday through Thursday or Monday through Thursday. It just depends because of their weeknight activities. We kind of sometimes rearrange things a little bit. Um, and sometimes we do school on Fridays. If, you know, we hadn't really completed everything during the week that I would have liked to, um, we'll do a little bit of schoolwork on Friday just to play a little catch up. But I try to use Fridays as kind of our down day, our library day. 
Um, my son just started guitar lessons. So we're using that as, you know, kind of um, music day. Um, I love museums. I love taking them to, you know, historical things because I'm one that believes that history and science is more of a hands-on and seeing in person type of a subject. So it's just not mm -hmm. something that can be easily learned out of a book. So I try to, especially with their various learning needs, I try to take them to places so that we can look at it and touch it and walk around and, you know, just kind of discuss it that way. Great. Um, so how do, like, how did you get into this? Like, kind of, how, how were you compelled, like, what compelled you to start, like, working and homeschooling at the same time? Well, it was a decision of, I didn't really want to give up my career because I, you know, I truly, truly love what I do. Um, but I wanted the best, the best of both worlds, so to speak. Um, so with the boys and being in school previously, you know, things just were not working out. You know, my husband and I, we've discussed it and discussed it and discussed it. And, you know, discussions on this started uh, even a year or two ago. Um, I think when they were probably in third grade, we kind of, you know, touched on it a little bit and then we kind of ran away from it because we we're like, no, there's just no way possible. I mean, you know, I'm working full time, you're working, working full time. Um, my mom came to live with us. She's, you know, elderly. So we still didn't know if we could pull it off because with her being older, I didn't so much know if she could handle the boys during the day. Um, so, you know, we were kind of on the fence about it for a while. Um, but eventually, you know, as the boys became a little bit older and self-sufficient and my mom wasn't truly quote unquote having to babysit them, um, we figured that this would be the best time to do it. You know, we just came to a point where we're like, you know, we can do this. It's going to be, you know, we're going to have to manipulate things a little bit and we're going to have to um, change the days up. You know, the boys probably won't have so much free time uh, in the evenings, like having school during the day. Um, but we were able to manipulate our schedule to where I was still able to work. My husband was still able to work. You know, the boys could stay home during the day. Uh, we tried to incorporate a little bit of their school during the day, even if it was, you know, reading a chapter of a book to their grandmother, at least they were getting some reading in. So we were able to kind of plug some things in that way um, and still manage, you know, again, just trying to burn the candle at both ends successfully. Right, right. Um, so you mentioned your mother is living with you. So I'm guessing that helps with the big child care question. Like, what do you do with your kids while you, while you work? It does. And that was a big factor of, you know, of could we in fact pull it off because the boys were too young to stay by themselves. And, you know, I didn't really want to ask friends to babysit. And there are really no daycare centers that, um, <laughs> that can accommodate homeschoolers, you know, with their parents working during the day, because you don't really see 11, 12 year olds during the day in daycare. So, that was a really big factor. You know, when my mom came to live here, we knew that that, that portion was covered. Um, we know that she's not going to live here forever. Um, she, you know, we anticipate that she will be moving out um, to her own little apartment uh, pretty soon. And we do have some backup plans, plan B and plan C, so to speak, um, it, which will involve probably her maybe coming over to spend the night a couple nights a week to cover them for two days and then, you know, probably paying a babysitter that has babysat for us um, one, one day a week. So, you know, and I also will go part-time most likely. So we're going to kind of, again, you know, reroute some things and manipulate some things so that we can still um, continue to do it. Cause that, you know, I've, I've gotten to the point where it's like, we love it so much. We don't care what we need to do at this point. We'll make it work. Awesome. awesome. 
Awesome. Okay, so um, what do your kids think about the idea of you working and them doing homeschool at the same time? How do they feel about it? Um, they, they don't really have an opinion one way or another. Um, you know, we, when we first started it, we kind of, we kind of explained to them how it would work and they were a little confused because, you know, they're 11 and through their whole educational experience, school was during the day. Right. <laughs> so right. we kind of had to, ex, you know, explain to them, well, your day is going to be a little flip flopped. So much of your free time will be now during the day and your mm -hmm. education and academics will be in the evening. And they didn't really have too much to say about it. My kids have always been, you know, they're military kids. So they were pretty, um, you know, they were brought up being flexible. So <laughs> um, we've had to be flexible, you know, forever with my husband being in the Navy. So they're pretty versatile kids. Um, it wasn't that big of a transition. Um, I think mm -hmm. my one son, Grayson, I don't want to say he took it harder than Trent, um, but he was the one he was most confused because it was night and why are we doing school at night? Um, and they still call it homework. So they think they're doing homework. <laughs> so right. we, try, you know, we try to label it, well, no, this is your school. I mean, it's still, yeah, I guess you could, you could call it homework, um, but we're actually doing school now. So, and he has questioned a couple times, well, why are we doing it now? Cause he's tired, you know, he'll get tired. And I want to do this during the daytime. <laughs> right. So, right. Um, but it, it wasn't as bad as we thought. Um, and the kids know, you know, mom and dad work during the day. Um, so, you know, there was really no question as to why this had to go this way because, you know, they just kind of understood. Sure. So um, it seems that your spouse is pretty involved and very supportive with the whole, with the whole idea. He is. He, um, Wyatt has kind of let me drive <laughs> the whole idea of homeschooling. I mean, he trusts me. Um, I don't want to say he takes a back seat, but he has the attitude, well, you know, if you think that's best, then I trust you and we'll go with it. Um, so you know, he's pretty, he's pretty laid back guy, but he's very, very supportive. Um, you know, we talked about the plan and how it would go. And, you know, I told him, you know, when you get home, um, you know, we, you're going to need to feed them and you're going to need to get them started. And then I'll come home and I'll take over. And we just kind of developed the teamwork approach, which we would have to have done. There was just no way any one of us could do it, um, especially with their learning needs. Um, you know, we, they're, we have to handhold for much of, of their, of their lessons. And that just consists of sitting beside them and, and moving them forward. And even if it's reading directions with them or trying to help them, with um, various things that they don't understand, but we're sitting there. They're not self-led yet. We're working in that direction. So, um, but he is very supportive. Um, you know, he was, he, he kind of didn't know if we could pull it off at first. He was like, well, you know, it's, but I think he believed in me and he knew that it was on my heart, you know, for a while. And I kept saying, you know, my dream is to homeschool these kids. I know that they have needs that are just not being met, that we need to polish up and we need to polish up some of the things along the way that they lost over the last several years. And I said, I really think the only way we could truly do that is to bring them home and, you know, back them up on a couple things and really just, just polish these skills up so that maybe eventually we could introduce them back into the school system. At this time, we have no goals to do that. Um, we're, we've been completely satisfied, you know, thus far, of course, it's only been a few months. 
Um, but yeah, he's, he's very supportive and whatever, whatever recommendations I make, he, he follows through with them. Awesome. awesome. Is there a particular homeschool curriculums that you have liked or that you've been using that kind of really work well for you with this? Yes, we, we started out with a very generic English language arts curriculum. It was one that you could, you know, pretty much purchase at um, Barnes and Noble, actually. Um, and then we used Masterbooks for Math, which we truly fell in love with. And we used Life Pack for Science and Social Studies. Um, we, over time, became less satisfied with Life Pack purely because the boys have a lot of reading, I don't want to say they have a lot of reading difficulties, but things that require a lot of reading and mental effort become very difficult for them, and I lose them very quickly. If they open a book and see four columns of nothing but words and maybe one little tiny picture, immediately they shut themselves down, and it's just like pulling teeth to get them through the lesson. Um, the math we, like I said, fell in love with immediately. Masterbooks has a wonderful Charlotte Mason approach, very life based oriented education um and i don't i'm not math brained my kids are not math brained um they're not kids that typically sit down and, and just love math it, it comes a little bit harder for them so the math book that that we had picked out through master books kind of teaches them why math is important in life so it teaches them you know why do you need to know how to count money why do you need to know how to do this particular math problem because in life you're going to use it for this reason not just here's a hundred math facts learn your multiplication and no reason as to why it's important so it explained a little bit more to them more for the application purposes um, the English language arts book we liked it was when we first pulled the boys from school we had to you know we wanted to get something fairly quickly for them to get kind of started on we didn't really like it because it was six pages five to six pages an average a night um, and then so for them that was a lot of just you know okay let's do spelling okay turn the page let's do reading okay turn the page now we're going to do writing so over Christmas or right before Christmas break we kind of reevaluated things what can we do to make things a little easier what could we do to you know make the boys enjoy it a little bit more they were just you know just kind of going through the motions so we switched the curriculum we actually went to master books for science and social studies um, so all of master books through for math science and social studies we went you know for that curriculum unfortunately they did not have an english language arts curriculum yet it's, it's in production i think it comes out in the spring but they didn't have one that was age appropriate um, and so we just i didn't want to buy a curriculum for english language arts that was way you know way too easy because then it would be just like you know teaching them on a second grade level so we went with something called grammar galaxy and it's a comprehensive english language arts which i love because within one lesson you have your writing you have your reading you have your comprehension you have your vocabulary so everything is compacted um, within one lesson so you're not doing you know six pages just to get your english language arts in awesome and um let's let's have the dreaded question like how in the world do you get it all done um, that is, that's the question that I'm always asked. How do you do it? How do you get it all in? Oh, we um, are. <laughs> how do you balance? It is a tight schedule. I mean, there are, you know, there are days where we are literally by the minutes, um, routine oriented. And of course, there's days we're frazzled where, you know, the clock means nothing. But um, 
you know, we kind of reserve Sunday through Thursdays for schooling. So that is work slash school days. <laughs> There's nothing else. I mean, there might be a quick trip on the way home for milk, but that's about it. <laughs> so it is strictly work slash school. And then Fridays, of course, like I said, are a little bit more laid back because I have off. And then Saturdays and Sundays typically are chore days, um, do things around the house day, you know, clean. We have a pool, so we're out there cleaning skimmer baskets once a week, you know, things that we can't do during the week. Um, so it's, it's kind of a day-by-day schedule. And then, you know, we have to prioritize. So, you know, the house, for instance, it's, you know, cleaning our house is very neat and tidy. People always make comments, oh, everything is just so neat and tidy. But, you know, I might not have dusted for a month, <laughs> but, but everything is, 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 is it's in its perfect place. Um, so there's a lot of prioritizing, you know, there's a lot of just looking at each other and saying, hey, you know what, we're just not going to get to this today. It's going to have to wait. Or we're gonna have to do it Friday. So, it, we, you know, it's 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 doable. It's just very very scheduled and organized. And um, now, I don't know that you mentioned to me that your kids are still very active in activities too, because sometimes that's the thing that has to go when parents work in homeschool. We try to make it so that that's not the case. So, because when the boys were in school, because school was so very difficult for them, we tended to then actually stop the extracurricular activities because we needed those evenings for studying, you know, just to study for a test. Sometimes with my one child, we would have to study for a test for almost an hour. So we had to reserve all of our evening time to study for tests and to get homework done and to finish up, you know, anything that wasn't done during the day in class would be sent home with them in the evening time. And my one son was very notorious for, you know, because of his ADHD and not being able to keep up with the class, much of his schoolwork was sent home with him. So it might be finishing his science vocabulary cards. So unfortunately, a lot of those fun things had to go by the wayside. So we had to give up Taekwondo and gymnastics and chorus and church. Um, and it was heartbreaking because they're kids and I wanted them to have those opportunities. You know, life as a child is only so small and I didn't want it to be all academics, all academics, all academics. I wanted them to have a good balance and I wanted them to be able uh, to, you know, take advantage of fun things during the evening. So we make it to where we will give up other things before giving up their, you know, they go to, um, they go to church youth group on Sunday nights. They're in Cub Scouts on Tuesday nights. They're in chorus on Wednesday nights. And it's, it's so great to have them back in these things that I will reroute everything. Like I said, sometimes we do school on Sundays and do two days worth of school on Sunday afternoon so that I can free up some of those evenings to make sure that we're not falling too behind. Fantastic. Um, you know, as we wrap up today, um, do you have any last tips or advice or like message you would want to share out there with the audience today? Like the Latin, you know, if they remembered nothing else from our conversation today, any kind of like a little last word of encouragement for them? Um, I think I would, if there was anything that I would say, it would be, you know, if this is something that you've been thinking about, 
Um, you, in fact, can do it. I always tell people, you know, they look at me and they're like bug-eyed when I say, oh, yeah, I know I'm homeschooling my kids, especially my peers at work. And they're like, are you, what? So, you know, I just tell them, look, you know, if it's something you really want to do, you're going to find a way. It is, it is completely doable. You know, you may have to make some sacrifices in time. I mean, I'm not one that can come home, have a drink, you know, a glass of wine and sit in front of Netflix after work. Unfortunately, I am not able to do that, but that is okay. You know, I'm, I'm okay with making that sacrifice. I've never been a glass of wine Netflix kind of girl, but I, you know, people talk about, oh yeah, I'm watching TV. I, my favorite show comes on tonight. And I said, oh, well, I'll have to get that. I'll have to get to that show Friday night. Cause you know, we DVR it. <laughs> So I said, you know, unfortunately, I'm not able to to sit home and uh, after work and take a nice hot shower and and just kind of you know lounge about. But again, those are just small sacrifices that you make. You know, homeschool is so it's so compact. You know, a typical homeschool day, as many know, is you know it's about three to four hours long. You know, I have heard some people, depending on what kind of curriculum they're using, it's even two hours. So you know, there's actually more flexibility. I think doing that. Um, even than, you know, traditional school. But if it's something you've been thinking about doing, you know, look at your schedule. I know childcare is always a huge issue. Um, but, you know, I have known other homeschool moms that actually take on kids and homeschool them too. Um, so there's always ways to get around that as well. But, you know, if you have family that are willing to pitch in, of course, you know, that's a huge component, um, you know, and they're willing to help, then that, of course, will be a godsend and make things much easier. But, you know, look at all the different avenues, you know, look at the benefits that it's going to have for your children. I think people keep kids in school. I was one that I think I kept my kids in school for a pride. It was a private school and I had such pride for them to go there because my husband and I were never given the private school opportunity. So I was so proud to let my kids have that opportunity that I didn't want to pull them. But meanwhile, they were academically struggling. So you have to look at all of those things um, you know, and I just came to the conclusion that homeschool, homeschool was just what's best for my kids. And it has proved to be their attitudes are much better. Their stress levels are down. My son has not taken an ADHD pill since October 4th, his last day of school. So that to me speaks volumes of the benefits um, that he is no longer medicated. I mean, do we struggle? Yes, we do. But he's also 11 and he's also a boy. So, um, you know, it, it, it's probably not so much ADHD as it is a manifestation of him being a little boy. Um, but, you know, the benefit that truly was what got to my heart that, you know, this child is able to sit, you know, with breaks three to four hours, he's grasping the information and I'm not medicating him to be able to sit in a classroom for eight hours. Um, so that was, that was just to us what meant the most to us. And then my other child who has autism, you know, for the first time is picking up academically because he's getting one-on-one -on -one teaching. Um, he was still getting things along the way in the school system where he was, but now that we're sitting with him, he's picking up things at 11 years old that we've never seen him pick up before. So that also is just, you know, just to us it just, again, speaks volumes to, to the benefit of this decision. Fantastic. I'm so glad it's working out for your family. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. As we wrap up our episode today, I want to thank you all for listening in. There are tons of great podcasts out there, and you chose to spend your time here with us, so thank you. Please be sure to check out our show notes for the links to our site and all the great ways you can reach out to us online. 
If you enjoyed today's podcast, please feel free to give us a positive review, subscribe to our podcast, share with your homeschooling friends, or of course, any and all of the above. If you know someone that you think would be a great guest of our podcast, please let me know at julie at workingwhilehomeschooling.com. And remember, you can always reach me through our website at workingwhilehomeschooling.com. Thanks again for listening in. Thank you to Melissa, Melissa for being our guest today and talking to us about her experience working in homeschooling. And please join us in our Facebook group for continuing conversation on today's topic and beyond. And I hope to see you all soon at our next podcast for Working While Homeschooling.